is you are listening to the combat jack show podcast combat jack show what's up a king what's good player i'm, I'm good. in these headphones sound so crisp right now you know shout out to our, 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 our microphone sponsor man road roads you know they definitely it's a road road yes. you know you black people always want to put an s on shop <laughs> i'm surprised you don't say new york's nah how you been man uh, I'm good, man. I've yeah. been, been good. Yeah, we've yeah. been traveling, man. It feels weird a little bit because we've been, in, in, in our apologies, internets, we took a little two week, a well needed two weeks off. Yes. You know, a uh, lot going on. Yes. But we back at it. Well, you know what, internets, I kind of owe y'all apology and I kind of don't owe you motherfucking shit because we've been <laughs> fucking giving y'all consistent content for the past seven years. Um, I haven't had a vacation or even a semblance thereof in about four years. Y'all motherfuckers take vacations every fucking six months. Um, we just did this fucking show, Mogul. I'm fucking exhausted. Um, Mogul. The, Mogul. The yeah, life and Mo- death of Chris Lighty. Life and death those. of Chris Lighty. We, we'll get into that. Um, so, you know, we went to L.A. We had an amazing show. You know, shout out to Mike Will Made It. Yes. Shout out to our sponsor, um, Acid. Acid. And what's the name of the um, coffee shop that we did it at? Bar 9. Bar 9, man. Yes. L.A., man. Thanks for the love. And a lot of people love that episode, man. And yeah. after that, I was like, I need a fucking break, man. So yeah. it was my birthday this past weekend, man. I flew out to, to Vegas. And I just, you know, luxuriated. You know what I'm saying? And I feel ready. I'm back. Um, so let's jump into this, man. First and foremost, yep. thank you, Internets, again, for the overwhelming support for Mogul. Um, the life and death of Chris Lighty. It was kind of weird. We had two releases. The initial release was uh, exclusive on Spotify. And the yep. second one is on all platforms. It's out there, um, you know, and it's doing very well. We keep we we we're at that number two spot. We keep we're about to hit that number one spot. All internets. All I need from you is to ensure if you fuck with us, if you fuck with the movement, if you fuck with Mogul, rate. If you haven't already done so, rate, subscribe, and comment. Especially on um, Apple iTunes podcast. No, I want more, that one. no, no, no more iTunes. It's just Apple podcast. It's Apple podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, do that on Apple podcast, man. I want that number one spot so I can talk my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we, you know, we do it for the culture. Uh, we have we have some some dates coming up. We got a, a New York date, a New York live combat jack show live date on on July 27th. Yeah. You know, guests to be announced. You know what I'm saying? Um, what at, else we got coming at up? At the paper box. At the paper box in Brooklyn. Go to Ticketfly or, or hit up our uh, bios on our on our social media for, yes. the, for the ticket link. Definitely. You know, it's uh, what is it? Uh, fifteen in a, fifteen dollars in advance, twenty at the door. Yes. So you come know, through, man. Support a nigga, man. Level up. Support a nigga, man. Um, shout out to all the podcasters out there, man. I see y'all. It's a, it's an interesting time, man. You know, and there's you know, I was just, talk, just talking to somebody earlier today, and they were like, "Yo, I want to come in the podcast game, but I feel it's too late." My niggas, my bitches, listen. It's it's still early in the game. Last year was when everybody came into this spot, but it's still just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that I love about this is now the major corporations mm-hmm. are looking at what we've done over the past seven years, and they're looking at this community of all you podcasters and and all these shows out here, and they're like, "How can we get in?" You know what I'm yep. saying? How can we capitalize on this black community and this black audience? Because they never thought there was a black audience. For podcasts. For podcasts. You know, traditionally podcasts are created for like the nerdy white boy, you know, the you know, all of that. And and and, and no no shots to them, but they didn't they they still couldn't believe. You know, some one of my boys was pitching something for us the other day and he was up um with all these rich white cats. 
He was pitching some shit with regard to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, but black people don't, still, like two weeks ago, black people don't listen to podcasts. That's a, that's and not, that ignorance, man, like I, yeah. I hate that shit, man. We, you know, there's so much money in this game. Not saying that I'm making all of it or even a fraction of it, but there's so much money in the game. I encourage y'all to come in, man. Like I definitely enjoy the camaraderie. I love all podcasts, but when I see podcasts of color, man, shout outs to all y'all. Shout out to my boy, um, Eric Eddings and, and, and Brittany Luce, man. They just uh, yeah. released a new podcast on Gimlet Media. It's called The Nod. Nod. The Nod yep. And The Nod is so, it's, it's, it's so brilliant, man. It's just about the, the simple shit that we know, that we see every day in our culture, like how when a black man walks past a black man, <laughs> and then one of the few in, 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 in that scenario, they give each other the nod like they had in that Blackish episode. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, 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 and they both work at Gimlet, and they've both been so supportive of yep. me over at... Um, you know, with, with the with the mogul show, so I want to support them. Internet that comes out this week. Yep. Support the nod. Um, let's get into this, man. Um, you know, I, I took a break, and you know, really trying to after this mogul thing, man. I've been really trying to calibrate what my next direction should be. You know, I, I think we set this set the bar so high with regard to, you know, interviewing, you know, legendary legacy acts we've been interviewing new acts politicians the whole night i kind of want to switch it up and we'll talk about that internally a king yep man how's mena doing man Mena's good man you know i know we we received some bad news last week man shout out to our boy man you know yeah um hold your head up you know tax stone man yeah you know we you know a lot of cats are like yo why don't you want to talk about cats tax stone and this is you know it's 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 a a lot it's a sensitive thing right now sensitive thing niggas stop thinking that everything that people could talk about everything you can't and you know i've I've refrained from that but that i just want you to know that that does never mean that we don't support tax and that we don't have love in our heart for tax and you know what i'm saying it's it's crazy you know yeah. what i mean it's crazy so so tax you know hold your head man one of the brightest stars in podcasting saying he came in the game last year and he shook two years ago and shook this bitch up i think it was tupac of loudspeakers, you know what I'm saying? He was Tupac, 50 Cent, all in one. All in one, man. And, and you know, and he put on a lot of cats, too. Put on you know? a lot of cats, man. And, you right. know, just shout out to him, man. And, and don't y'all be talking out. I be getting these weird tweets. Yo, why? You, you, you. Man, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is grown man business, all right? Yep. There you go. Um, but getting back to what I was saying, man, I'm trying to realign, and, and we'll talk about that later. But one of the joys that I stu- still have about doing the Combat Jack show is when I meet cats that I've been reading about. For 10, 15, 20 years. Cats that have shaped the landscape. Cats that have, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're so New York. You know what I'm saying? And, and coming from New York, we had such a small perspective in terms of what the landscape was. But, you know, seeing cats that really opened up my eyes to what this broader hip-hop thing was in different cities and in different regions. You know what I'm saying? And, and this brother right here, definitely a legend. Has been in the game for, for how many years now? Ooh. 91. 91. First drop something. 91, what is this? Is, is 20, 21? Well, no, no, thir- 91. Hold up, let me do the math. I'm not too smart. 2001, 20 2011. Seven years. So that's 20, 26 years. years. Yo, listen, wow, internet. Without further ado, <laughs> let's welcome this 26 year veteran from Chi Town. Illustri- wait, wait, before I even mention his name, internet, I apologize, especially the cast from Chicago. Y'all have been some of our strongest supporters. And up until this point, we have not done a live show in Chicago. And I feel like a fucking jerk face for not doing that. And King, can, can we lock in Chicago yeah, for we gotta make it happen, man. We gotta make that shit happen. Let's go to every the Windy time, City. Every time I go to Chicago, it's nothing but love, man. Shout out yeah. to LEP. You know, I don't know what's going on with them. Shout out to 
Um, what's her name? Damn. Oh, she, no name. Love no that name girl. Gypsy. No name. Just love her. Like like so much talent. So much talent. Just no, and, name. And Just she, no name. No name. She's no yeah. name right now. When I met her, she was no name. Uh, uh, Gypsy. Malcolm London. You know what I'm saying? Like so much talent. Yeah, out there. Yeah. You know what I'm tons, 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 tons. A lot of my it. boy, shit. Oh, I gotta look it up. Fuck. He welcomed us to Chicago and took us around. White boy, the author. I gotta look up his name and I, remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I forget, man. Yeah. Because I cannot end the show without mentioning his name. But without yeah. further ado, man, one of Chicago's most consistent yep. and brightest stars on the Combat Jack Show. Welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mister Twister. What's up? What's up? What's what up, up, sir? Combat Jack Show. Here yeah, I am. Baby. Yes, sir. I, I still want to call you Tongue Twister, man. Man, I don't care, man. I love <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> that's that's when you you came out with that, huh? Yeah, that's how I came out. Yo, Mr. Tongue Twister. Congratulations on your tenth studio album, Crook thank you, County. Thank you. Thank I'm saying like like how, I, I was listening to some of it today, man, and it's, okay. it's, it sounds real like like you're digging deep, man. Like yeah. like what's the concept of this? It, it it seems to me as if you're trying to make sense as an OG in the game. You know what I'm saying? And you're looking at the ans- the landscape of hip-hop, OG, the young cats, and how everything is going on in Chicago right now, the good and the bad. And to me, it sounds like you're really trying to figure this shit out through your art, man. Yeah, like you 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 right on page a little bit, you know. What I was doing was, you know, I'm always a fan of the music, the, the, the younger generation who comes up with their new things. And me being in the city of Chicago, I'm listening to different artists do their things you know like uh like you was naming like people like no name people like yp people like boy illinois these are people in the city i'm that's a to good name music. boy illinois yeah yeah your boy illinois he killing it in the game just just got a deal uh, with profile right? that's dope that's dope right yeah one of them priority i think we have priority one of them yeah. one of the piece <laughs> but uh <laughs> he uh you know, like people like him, just different artists, man. I'm coming in the studio. You know, Sonny knows a lot of them. This is my guy, Sonny. He's recording a lot of them. And so I'm hearing it, and I just want to be a part of it. Right. Like I'm always wanting to do. And me, like, jumping on certain songs and just vibing with the artists started to to bleed over into what I was doing, which was coming with my next project. So the one of the subliminal meanings of the project for me is bridging the gap between the OGs and the veterans that do it with the younger generation that does it and show that it's easy. You know, because you know a lot of the older cats will be like, they don't get it or they don't, they don't vibe with it. mumble rapping. They, 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 they yeah, rapping. You know? So, you know, me being timeless with it, just wanted to come and show, man, they, they you know, it always is going to start with the youth. You know, so instead of looking in it and seeing what's negative in it, you got to peep it and realize, wait a minute, they selling out shows. They they got a bunch of people listening to their music, all of these streams. This and that. What is it about this particular artist that people are gravitating towards? Right. And you just listen to it and vibe with it. And I'm always able to catch it and just keep going with it. So, you know, my project is like bridging that gap between the OGs and the youngsters. It's so important that we do that, man. Like I was almost going to be one of those old heads. I was like, almost. Ah. You know, I was I was almost there. Like I was almost there like with, with Soldier Boy. Like, yeah. Okay. I didn't understand the Soldier Boy thing. Okay. And I was like, ah yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. then one day my sons and they they, they they was in the living room with these white kids and Asian kids and Latino uh-huh. kids doing the Soldier Boy dance. And I was looking at them and they was probably like fifteen at the time, you know, 
the, my eldest one. Yeah. That was longer. Like how long was Soldier Boy? Like ten years ago. Damn, so he was Soulja like Boy. he was like ten. My son was ten. Okay. So it's all yeah. my all my kids and their friends doing the Soldier Boy dance. It's like I don't want to be that old nigga mm-hmm. that takes away their joy. Like how old niggas used to tell us yeah. that this shit wasn't music. Yeah. yeah, and that's really what helped me not go that route. You right. know, once you see that constant chain, you like. Okay, every time we do it, then we get older, then start to growl at the shorties like, that ain't music. And then these guys get older, then they growl at the next shorties yeah. like, that ain't music. You know, how many times it got to happen for you to realize you're just getting old? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you, you know, you got to kind of stay with it, you yeah. know. And true enough, sometimes it might be changing for the better or for the worse culturally, but at the same time, it's still music. And when it comes to just jamming and knowing what's popping and what's hot and what's not and being with, with, with what's in and what works you know you got to pay attention and know what's going on yo i'll never forget this conversation i had with my mentor uh, my, my my legal mentor louise west years ago okay we were driving down i think atlantic city okay and niggas for life just dropped Bang. and she was you know she's from an older generation and she appreciated hip-hop so i was like you gotta listen to this mm-hmm. nigga dre the production on this is crazy it's a little crazy but it's, and i remember playing Niggas for life in the car with her. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's, she knows music, but she's like, yo, do you know what this is going to do to the culture? But I was so young then. I was like, yo, this shit is banging. It's yeah. banging. And <laughs> even now when you listen to Niggas for Life, it's arguably a better yeah. album than Straight out of Compton. I do the same thing, man. I pull Niggas for Life out <laughs> yeah. a few times every year like... Man, this, this this shit is still killing everything. Like kill, this kills the, the, the clarity, the yeah. quality, and just and then and then and then Easy's voice, man. We used to clown Easy in New York. I miss that boy, man. But yeah. but at the same time, I question, you know, years later, you know, what I'm saying with the, like like with the limit, like a lot of the subject. I don't want to sound mm-hmm. like an old head, but like a lot of the subject matter that these cats have graded, even after N.W., even my era in the '90s, when I played the '90s music for my kids, they're like, Dad, it's too much shooting. And I wonder if that was one of those points where as much as it was great for the culture, it still took the culture to the next, di- you know, in, a, in the opposite direction. But I think yeah. it reflects right. what was going on in in, 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 in the inner cities, right? Well, no, 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 no. Straight out of Compton, I think, reflected mm-hmm. what was going on in the inner cities. Niggas for life was niggas wilding out. <laughs> niggas, niggas. Nigga, nigga, you nigga, nigga, nigga. niggas money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gave niggas money and a studio and and everything else to come along with it. Yeah, you know, so they, you know, they was having fun. It still was very, very good music. Yes, you know, yes. It, it still was good music. But you know, at a certain stage, you know, sometimes I just sit back at it and, and just look at it like, damn, you know, like you always question like, uh, how how long did it take for for it to for you to realize, okay, the music start out. Like experimental, you know, this this hip hop thing and this right. rap thing. So it starts out experimental, then you get a bunch of this positive music and it's and it's got the conscious mind a certain way, you got know, you of, feeling of the so shorties, proud. Way. Then, you know, you get some some groups that start wilding and cursing a little bit, then you see the effect of that. Right. And then it's like you know that money is out there man people want that money and and you got these big companies they got the choice to choose this music to keep everybody's mind state one way right. or no we ain't no we ain't messing right. with that we're going to choose this music and this music to make the mind state one way so you know i definitely think music is a form of control and one of the reasons that you have it only is, the right? negative music at the forefront yes. is because this is what they use to help keep us in a certain 
stay a frame of mind. I, I agree you with that. I mean? And I, I remember this this one guy from years ago, man. He was like some meta physicist or whatever and uh -huh. he was like yo man I'm not talking bad about the music but when you hear like the frequency of the music right now it's real low it just kind of keeps your energy low you know what I'm saying and it's yeah. like is there some shit to that I mean I gotta investigate that I'm not shitting on music but still these are the conversations we need to have man Yeah, definitely you know? we need to have before we jump to the next uh, question man I do have to shout out my boy Lil B Cause Lil, Lil B, Lil B, what up Lil B yo thank you bass god like that nigga had a conversation with him like six years back, man. And he was like, yo, man, we at this crucial juncture where, you know, it's the rap conservatives, the rap Republicans, or the rap liberals. <laughs> and then you got these old niggas just like, yeah, I that shit. I wanted back to it. It was back to the day. And you got these young niggas that's just trying to live, man. And he was like, which one do you want to be? And it's like, I'm not being them conservative niggas, man. Independent. You know, you know Independent, Green Party, Green li party. Liberally, liberal, or whole nine. And I all you niggas that's on, like sneak dissing me on social media because I support Young Thug, man, start your own shit. Mm. And get your own platform and talk about the shit that you like because my taste is my personal taste. I know I've talked shit about, about Young Thug in the past, but I can't deny the niggas' music. What people don't like about Young Thug? I mean, what, I mean, I be hearing people say stuff, but what is it? like? They uh, never say what? They I guess it's his what? image. The nigga. I mean, you know what I'm saying when the nigga was wearing a, a, but he's, a, a, a he's trolling when he does that. I mean, who knows? I don't, don't give walk. a fuck. Right. I don't give a fuck. But like you know, like niggas, like niggas, and used to dress crazy back in the day. Yeah. You know, I guess it, it's what up, Melly Mel? Is what a person is into. Like right. I'm into the rap aspect yes. of it. So when he first came out. I heard the man switch like three, four flows on one track before, just like Drake did. I was like, okay, this dude can rap. And I, <laughs> I always paid attention to his cadences and rhythms mm -hmm. and how he makes a song and stuff like that. So that's most of the stuff I paid attention to with him. And that that's always what made me a fan of him. I didn't really get too much into the other part right. of what was going on, right. what he was wearing and all that type yeah. of stuff. Like, I just pay attention to his music. Let me ask you something, man, because this is something that I can't answer because I just like how it sounds. But you being such a technical dude, mm -hmm. you being so proficient, I'm saying with the, with the, with the word of, of with, the, with the art of, of rap, yeah. is, what he, is what Thug is doing, is that hard to do? Is that some next level shit? I mean, you got you to gotta listen to his music as a whole sometime. Like, you, you'll listen to it and you'll think something is simple, but have you ever heard a, a complex Young Thug verse or something that was on that level that you consider rap? And right. if you hear it, you'll be like, you'll realize that his creativity ranges. Like if he wants to take it there and get you thinking or, or like really come there with the flows, then he knows how to take it there. But then at other times, you know, the shorties be on that wave. They be on that vibe a lot. You know, they, they know how to go from lyrical and have you thinking to just wavy how you vibe and how your emotion is so a lot, a lot of times they just be on that wave yeah tell us about k-town man that's where you grew up right k-town chicago yeah. tell us about that man and what's, what's k stand for man k-town a lot of the blocks start with the letter k okay costner Karlov, kill there keela you know what i mean so it's k-town tell us tell us about growing up in k-town because you you really represent k-town yeah, yeah it's just rough you know one of the hoods you know uh man even i remember too recently uh maybe a year ago Something on the news or something. They was like, one of the blocks I grew up on was considered the roughest block in Chicago. What? Like, what? On the west side, right there on Costner? Like, you know, so that that's, that's saying, that's saying a lot. <laughs> that, that, that was crazy to me right there. Right. But, but uh, uh, yeah, it was rough, man. Like, we've we seen a lot of stuff. It's it's a little crazy now as, for, as far as the reasons 
the shorties are doing what they're doing to each other. But back in my day, you know, you, you had a little more morals. It was a little values there, and people thought a little way, but they still was killing. Yeah. You know, you just couldn't see it as much as you can see it now. Internet support for the Combat Jack Show comes from HBO's Insecure. Creator and star Issa Rae is back with a brand new season of her deeply relatable series about friends, love, and Los Angeles. Set in Inglewood, California, season two of Insecure finds Issa dealing with the repercussions of her infidelity and the fallout of her breakup with longtime boyfriend Lawrence. Incidentally, Internet's Combat Jack, me, I'm Team Lawrence all the way. Despite her attempts to embrace her newfound singledom and maintain a positive facade, Issa secretly hopes she'll be able to win him back. Meanwhile, Lawrence, who's steady on the come up and slowly getting back on his feet, and while he's still conflicted about his feelings for Issa, begins to move forward without her. And Issa's best friend, Molly, faces her own set of uncharted waters as she reshifts to focus on herself, put men on the back burner, and seek help from a therapist. Not to mention, life at work gets messy for Molly when she's faced with wage inequality at the boys' club that is her law firm. This summer, I cannot wait, and no, you can't wait. Insecure is not holding back, and life is hella out there. Watch the premiere of Insecure Season 2 on July 23rd at 10.30 p.m. on HBO. Man, I remember when I was in college, first time I met a nigga from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we was in a good college. We went to Cornell University with this nigga, Raymond Webb, was like vice lords. Mm-hmm. Vice lords. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Because, you know, at that time, we didn't really have gangs in New York. We thought, you know, New York was grimy. Yeah. We thought New York was rough. But when this nigga started talking about vice lords and, and, and gangsters, the side, I was like, what? Like, that shit was scary, man. Yeah. I remember, I remember, like, even coming here back in the days when it wasn't like that. Right. You know, and... And I was like, damn, Chicago rough. Right. Man, we got gang banging like a mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, they they was it was it was way more crazy back then. Like back then, we had problems with colors back then. Right. Like like now, they don't even see that. But back then, you might get whooped or shot if you got your hat turned the wrong way. Right. Or if you got on black and gold in a in a in a gangster neighborhood because they wear certain colors or right. you got you know, vice versa. So it's crazy. So if I was to do a, a, a tour of what if I was to do a complete tour of Chicago today, man, I'm not wearing no hat because you know what I'm saying that shit is too complicated. You straight today though, like, uh, it, it, all black, like all black. But they they might get on dummy though, like they you know wearing a hat the wrong way could cause a reason for somebody to get on bullshit with right. you. But you know you you cool though, like they don't be taking it that deep. That's crazy. Now now you grew up, man, single family house, single single parent household. Mm-hmm. How many siblings? And you were the oldest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had my two brothers and my sister. Um, how how was it, man? Like, what what were your what were your dreams like growing up? You know, in 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 the hood in K Town. Man, as a shorty, I was in the art a lot, but okay. I was considered one of them different kids. What you kind know? of so art? Portrait art. Okay. Yeah, so I can sit here and draw you and shit. See how you're chilling and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm pencils. <laughs> you was ill with the pencils. Pencil or pen. Oh, that's you know? crazy. I like to draw with like an ink pen. Right. Like, you know, scribble it out. Yeah. I didn't I know that. I won some medals and shit like that, you know. I held it down in school for a while. I actually survived a, a long time off of drawing. Really? Like, before I started working jobs, that was my little hustle. I would draw whatever was hot at the time. And sell them? Yeah. How yeah. much would you sell them for, like? It'd be different, man. Be, you know, I, I would sell something for $30, $40. I would sell something what? for a few hundred dollars something. What? Yeah. So, at what point? Because that was your first love. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, because my yeah. first love was drawing as well drawing and painting 
And you know now I, I, I haven't touched a pen or a pencil in goddamn twenty years, and you people are like go back in. I'm and you still you still draw? I, I dabble every once in a while. Right. One time I called uh, Chief Keith. I saw a picture of him that you know you you'll see a picture and it'll put you in that that zone. Right. And it put me in that zone, and I drew it out with a pen. And he saw it, and she was like, "Damn, you got that picture?" You know, like he saw it, and it tripped him out that I actually drew it. Yo, yo, twist. <clears throat> you got you you. That's that's money right now. Cause you 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 a famous dude. You yeah, say portraits, in, right? portraits. You know, by, uh-huh. by 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 you know put out a coffee table book. You know what I'm saying? You can have a yo yo. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yo, I'm telling gotta, you, telling yeah. you. That's you leaving money on the table right now. <laughs> I'm gonna sir. send you a nice gift. Yeah. If I pick it up. <laughs> Jack, you got a, a nice roly or something. <laughs> yo, yeah, I need, I, yo, I need that green box, man. But mm-hmm. but so you wanted to be an artist when you were growing up, mm-hmm. and you had you had good teachers in the whole nine and that artist and a barber. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. Same thing. So, same shit. So, what was your first rap experience? When did you hear this shit? Because you know, we came up in an era where we remember vividly where there was no rap. Yeah. And then when you, what was the first rap experience that you had? And it was like, oh, this is that guy. This is it. I don't know, man. That first shit. Um, probably sitting in the car, and and the first thing I probably heard was, "Don't push me." Oh my god. I'm close too. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably the first thing I the heard. The message. You know, so I'm listening to that. And I'm, I'm starting to hear, um, who was I starting to hear? Uh, fucking um, Curtis Blow. Mm. I'm starting to hear all of this stuff. You know, um, I was then I'm starting to hear Run DMC. So I didn't want to rap. It just had me excited at this right. point. You know, so I'm hearing early Run DMC. Uh, I think when it started to sink in a little bit, and it was crazy. I don't know why this song, but it was fucking uh, a Beastie Boy song. Which one? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Slow uh, and low, uh, yeah, with the whistle in it. Yo, right. Oh, <laughs> brass monkey? No, not brass monkey. Yo, you know I'm gonna look that shit up right now. I'm gonna you know look what I'm that. <laughs> I'm not drunk. So, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, it was so the Beastie Boys. A fucking Beastie Boys song got me excited on some crazy level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to everything though, a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm I would hear some, uh, like what made me want to start rapping though, like actually get in it. The fucking fat boys made me want to rap. Yo, listen, I'm so glad you said that because the, the fat, fat boys, boys is what made me. I tell everybody, fat boys is no fucking joke. Man, the fat boys what made me. Their first rap. album, yeah, fuck was the name. The dudes was cold. Them dudes and they had the ill the beats. beats was cold. So the beastie, like get the fuck out. The yeah. beastie boys and the fat boys. That's amazing. It's what made me like actually like want to be in it, right? You know, like man, I'm gonna do this shit, right? You know right. What I mean? And and when you started writing, man, like how was how was what was what was your first name at the time? Uh, Cavalier. Cavalier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's was a good. One, that's my first name. So how'd you go from Cavalier to Tongue Twister? Because I wrote a, a verse called Mister Tongue Twister. Okay. Yeah, and then people start referring to me as Tongue Twister. Now, Cats wasn't rhyming that fast. We, we was more nah, like the. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Walk into the place with my Adidas shoe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. real basic. Like, how did you create? My first rap line was. Whenever I'm rapping, you better start clapping before I get mad and make the wrong thing happen. Ooh. That was my very first rap line right there. You know, yeah. So, so how did you develop your flow to what you become famous for? Because, like, after just like, you know, I'm, I'm I was rapping and I was well educated when it came to raps, and then we had these stations in Chicago and shit that everybody else on the West Side didn't hear. 
It was uh, like HPK and NUR. These was two college stations in Chicago. JP Chill, the DJ, you know, in Chicago. So I'm hearing all of this shit that nobody else heard. So it educated me in rap. And I was like a little before my time. So I'm walking around battling, doing all this, eating motherfuckers up. You know what mm. I'm saying? So after a while, I got a little not weary of it to, to that point. I, my creativity was growing. So right. I wanted to do some different shit so i'm like okay i got the metaphors and shit down pat i gotta do something else so i really really was into rhythm you know the rhythm of shit then that's when i started changing the flow and making it sound funny and trying to come up with different styles and starting to stopping and chopping it up you know so that's what kind of spawned the style is wanting to elevate from just battle rhymes and saying words just straight out. I start wanting to get funky with it. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the lyrics that I can't. Like a slicker, I flow quicker. I'm like slicker, so get on the love it. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I start wanting to do that. And one day, uh, I remember somebody Yo, had internet. Just watching my man do that is fucking beautiful. <laughs> somebody had a six pack one day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm like, man, I want to keep flipping the, the, that that phrase six pack. So I was like, I open a six pack, get bits of this pitch black, throw knuckles of click gas, get you with your bitch back for talking to chit chat. Phantom Xanthem, I breathe mantles, you know what I'm saying? So I started coming with the styles with it a little bit and it just got, you know, more and more developed as I kept rapping. Was it a matter because, yo, as an MC, particularly back in that generation, it was the, the blueprint was basic. You know what I'm saying? Like you had Cassa were pushing the game forward like 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 Duke Booty and, 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 and Melly Mel and you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you met Run DMC pushed the game forward. But at the same time, like I can't understand, was it something of being courageous? Because most cats were afraid of stepping out that pocket or was it just the art taking you? to the next level it, it was it was the art and then it was um you know i think with some people they they just get captivated by certain shit you know what i mean like we probably all like magic on some level but it's some little kid that saw magic and it just took his soul you know so with me i was one of those kids where when i heard this rap music it just took my soul you know so i'm listening to all of these different artists and then i started to get visuals of it videos and shit and then mm. you know and then like before i'm gonna tell you what when it raised a little bit when i started hearing when i heard the show with motherfucking dougie fresh that's when it the cool went up some like you was already cool on one but the cool raised up a little bit they when changed I started the hearing game with that, dougie right? fresh and fucking Slick, Slick Rick, Rick. And, and then Lottie Dottie shit in the show. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yo. So I'm like, no, nah, see, I was doing my little beatboxing shit because of the fat boys. And I'm yeah. like, Dougie made me have to really take it in with the raps. I'm like, okay, no, nah, Dougie Fresh rapping. I got to rap too, goddammit. You know what I mean? So it was just different artists would come out and change my view. Like one of the most important ones was LL. When I, like, he was the one that brought that, that, that lion out. Like right. When I saw him, and how fierce and ferocious he was. And like, you know, Crush Goo, you got Run DMC, they cool. But then here go this young Solo. Dude, you know what I mean? And he come out doing this thing. Like, so just, it was like some fucking X-Man shit when I, while I'm watching this. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was on another level to me. Yo, um, we'll, we'll edit this. Yo, Shay, can, I, can you put the clock on so I can see the clock? Thank you. Um, you know, one of, we're talking about all these pioneer New York MCs and New York rappers that influence you. But one of the things I'm really, really curious about, man, is what was the rap scene in Chicago like at the time? No, no rap really like that. Remember, we was talking about house music. Yes. And so we're going to get into that. Shit. Yeah. This was the dominant theme right. was was house music. But 
rap started to come into Chicago, and you're going to die when I say this, when you started to hear motherfucking Fast Eddie. Mm. Remember Fast yes, Eddie? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and, and uh, Sundance, the female. Yes. And then remember Fast Eddie came with the fucking James Brown house beat. Mm -hmm. Why am I the most wanted mm -hmm. MC? Because other MCs want to be like me, but they can't. So, like, so house music, me, you know what I'm saying? House music ushered in. Like, like for a lot of it, yeah. Like for me, part of it was like me wanting to pay attention to rap was first it was just house music. Then I seen Fast Eddie come in the club one day. I was like, damn, he doing this rap thing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it just slowly came in. It was like a lot of it was south, the south side. So mm. It was on the west side a little bit, but mostly, like, the south side of Chicago started to build up a strong rap following. And if you go in certain clubs, it was probably like a mini version of a New York club. Right. You know, so. Right. Yeah. So what gave you the, the fucking balls to say, you know what? There's not many of us out here. I'm going to carry this city on my shoulders. Because to me, that's kind of what you did. Really, man, like like once I started switching the style up and came with certain flows and things like this, now I'm going out, I'm doing talent shows, doing stuff, and killing them. You know what I mean? People started to pay attention. So, Loud Records. Loud Records. Were you the first artist signed to sign Loud Records? Yeah. You were the first yeah, that's why I was mad when Steve Rifkin did that whole interview and I ain't see my name. I'm like, wait a minute. Man. Yo, you hear that, King? He was the very first artist signed to Loud, Loud Records, man. That's interesting because I always thought that uh, what, it was Alcoholics like... Alcoholics or something? Oh, yeah. Damn, I forgot about that. I was going to say thing. Mob Deep. No, nah, no. Nah, Mob Deep was later on in nah, the day. It was way later. Yeah. 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 So, so was you, it was you... Okay. They no, were you, just a promotion company. Right. You have Fade Dunaway. That's, that, what's up, Fade? You know, that was my guy right there. He was like the A&R there. He was working the... The, the promotion at the time, and they were in the process of transforming from a promotion company to, to a record, record company. company. So that's when... And they started looking for artists. Right. Yeah. And one of the guys that was working their promotion in Chicago brought the demo back from this dude named Twister mm. because he happened to be friends with my manager at the time. So right. he brought the demo back, and he heard some of the songs I had. I think like Mr. Tongue Twister, this song called Hocus Pocus. You know, when they was listening, he was vibing, and he heard Remember it that. was different. So then he talked to me on the phone, and I busted on the phone for him. Then they flew me out there. Yo, um, so weren't you also in unsigned hype? Were you un in unsigned hype? No, it's okay. way before that. Because I remember Source had had a, had covered you a lot. So you're the first artist on. Yeah, on, on, on. when I walked in Loud Records, the right. first thing I saw on the wall was what they was promoting, and it was Tupac, strictly for my niggas. Had just came out. Damn, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So let's let's step back a little bit, man. Let's talk about the importance, man. Because, like I said, we come from the same era, and even though we come from s different cities, man, let's talk about the importance and the influence of house music on our culture. Yeah. Because back in the day, man, I was as much as hip-hop was my heart, like a lot of my soul was house music, man. You know, big up to the Paradise Garage, you know, you know rest in peace, Larry LeVan. But that was major. Yeah. Man. And you don't even, it's like a footnote in yeah. our history right now. And and what used to get me so crazy is because I was like transformed, I guess, like into techno and all of that. Yeah, EDM, but it, yeah. I can't even say that. Once it, it became worldwide. It ain't even. It ain't even the same. But but I just remember, man, just like you know, just being so appreciative of of, of house music and hip hop in New York, and then being like, oh, them Chicago, them Chicago niggas is doing it too. Not yeah. even knowing that y'all really originated that shit. Yeah, yeah, the Chicago dudes they originated. I remember being a shorty and. 
You know, and going to the go actual downtown. like garage parties and the joints like that. Yeah, on Randolph and and Har- uh, Randolph and Halsted. Right, that's where it went down. Right yeah, there on Randolph and Halsted. So, as this is happening, because like when I was in when I was coming up, I never thought that my life would be like my, my professional life would be directed or, or dictated by hip hop. I thought it might have been some house music or the whole nine. Like, did you know? Like, did you ever think that like, you were gonna be a house? artist or a hip-hop artist or because because there was no def- there was no separation in a sense yeah i'm telling you what happened in chicago when fast eddie came out he, it, it was you had house yeah you had hip-hop hip-hop hip fast eddie termed hip house hip house and and it it became like the the combination of the two yes you know and me being like dead center is probably like why my rap style is the way it is mm. like because I can just rap Adrenaline Rush right over a house beat. You know what I mean? So all of that kind of meshed together. And just, I think that's what kind of ushered in the rap in Chicago. Right. Like people that's like crazy, man. Shout out to House, man. Yeah. Shout out to Marshall Jefferson. Shout out to all the classic house music records, man, that that, yeah. that really shaped my life and shaped my worldview to this point, man. Man. You know? Um, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you, man, is did you originate the speed rap? I don't think I originated it. Like people argue about it. Right. I think different people in different regions was trying something new as rap was evolving. You know, we all hearing each other and everybody started trying new things. And I think once you started to flip that style a little bit, it was so sacred to you. You swore the fuck down that you were the only person yes. doing this. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure that. Tretch had no idea that Bone was doing it, and I had no idea that this person, you know what I mean? You got Jay-Z and Jazzo, and and you know what I mean? So I remember all of these artists coming out, and I remember dabbling and doing my thing. And it it, it actually is what pushed me to go hard was because I felt like, damn, people coming out stealing my style. Not directly from me, but just I felt like they was taking my shit. Right. and you that's, get nervous because this is the yeah. shit that you're 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 an expert at. Yeah, that's where Mr. Tongue Twister came from. Right. I'm like, okay, fuck, then I'm gonna just rip the whole song like this the whole way, and then just from that point, I was like taking it to the next level. But when you hear a jazzo or or jazz, and Jay Z do a record like the original, they're saying they originated the shit. How do you feel when you, it's not them just doing it, but they're saying we are the originators, and that's a crazy record too, man. Like, yeah. how, how's that make you feel, man? I, I was loving that record. Right. You know, at that time, they were so early with it, though. Like, when I was doing it, like, I think that might have been the first record I heard with somebody else doing what but I you was would, Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when I heard it, I, the first thing I thought was, damn, somebody else was doing it. Then I'm, I'm studying it, seeing how good they are compared to where I'm at, things like that. So, you know, it didn't, I didn't really feel heat from it. Like, I didn't feel heat until it started being, like, Certain other artists, you know, we start dissing each other and everybody start coming out, you know. But that's when I start feeling the, the heat on that level. Like, it's mine, it's mine, it's fucking mine. You know? <laughs> but then too many people start coming out like the foosh, and The foosnickens like, and everybody was trying to... Do- man, I remember being... Let me tell you what I... What was the <laughs> thing? I'm going to tell you. What was the thing they had on the, the West Coast way back in the days... Uh, fucking, it was something like South by Southwest, but it might have been called, I can't remember. See, I never made it to the conferences out West. I used to go to the ones down Some South. Gaviston type the ga- Gavin, the Gavin? Gavin, no. Something, the Gav- something Gavin, like, it, it was might, Gavin. It was something like that. It was Gavin. I think it was in, 
think it might, this one might have been in San Francisco and right, shit. Oakland or some shit like Gavin. Yeah, yeah. Gavin, right. And th this is the first time I ever saw Red Man. Oh, shit. Mm. Like, yeah, he wasn't out yet. Right. Like, he was letting people hear his shit. So had the snot like, rag in his nose and man, shit. Man, motherfucking Chip Fu came walking in through uh -oh. the door. Now, this, you know, I, when I, by the time I heard Fu Snickers and shit, this nigga scared the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? By the time I heard Chip, oh, I was terrified. So I'm like, damn. He came walking through that motherfucker. I'm like, I'm sitting there and shit. So he came, he chilling. Later on, like we had seen each other a few times. Man, later on, we ended up kicking it at the club, vibing with <laughs> each other, telling each other what was going through each other's head when we saw each other. And we started talking about styles. Wow. And, you know, fucking what was going on through his head, man? Same shit. Like, damn, they're going to nigga twist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, we, we both like respectfully peeping each other through the, through the joint and shit. To this day, we never got to work with each other, but we always talk about it, though. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, that's now, my homie. Now, you know, coming out of New York, man, I remember we used to just be assholes, man. Like, like straight up and down from New York. We didn't fuck with anything outside yeah, of New York. Y'all like, shit. Like, so when you first come, and you get a, you record, you get a record deal in New York, man. Like, mm -hmm. did, did, was New York, were they, were they disrespectful, disrespectful to you, or were they embracing you, or was it both? A little bit of both, right. probably more disrespect. Like, tell us about the first time, like you yeah. did a show here, and niggas was like, ah, ah, he ain't from New York. That, it was it was a joke, you know. Some people pay re pay respects out of just them being good people, but for the most part, oh Chicago, you ain't. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. a joke. I mean, we used to shit on Jersey. Yeah, it was just it was, it was <laughs> Staten Island, Staten Island. Y'all niggas rap. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It was a joke. I right. was always telling them, man, it's dope motherfuckers in Chicago. It's dope motherfuckers. But the one thing that always made me last throughout all of it was when you told me to spit or something. Like once it came time to let it loose, motherfuckers saw it wasn't no joke. Like, whoa shit. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my funnest <laughs> moments was in Cleveland and shit. Mob Deep was at this show. Mm. Biggie was at this show. Damn. I'm in the hallway chilling and shit. And see Big L in the hallway. Mm. And you know, he, he a rap nigga. You know what I'm saying? So he see me, you're like, man, what's up? You know, he talked to me in the rapping. You know, he finessed me the way he talked, you know what I'm saying, in the rapping. But I was so geeked at the time, I didn't want him to know how geeked I was right. to, to rap for him and everything. So he busting shit. But I think I fucked his head up when I came with the little flow I had came up with. But he definitely showed that. Like, damn, once he seen how I was rapping. But like, he was, Big L was the person that first taught me how to dress on the road when I went mm. on tour. Cause we didn't have too much of shit, right. you know. So he told me how to preserve my clothes, what to wear, what days, and how he finessed it. Get the it. fuck out of yeah. here! So that's how I learned that's some how Harlem to, niggas, man. Yeah, that's how I know how to finesse <laughs> my shit. Yeah, yeah. He showed me how to preserve my gear and shit and stay fly and shit. The first time I was on tour. Yo, who else embraced you? Like out of like the cats that was established or the cats that was getting established? Who? who? Dress from Black Sheep. That's dope. Dress is a good dude, yeah. man. Before I like came fully i think maybe i had dropped mr tongue twist at the time mm -hmm. but when things had kind of died down he kind of heard some stuff i was doing underground with the crew and uh him and his buddy actually flew to chicago and, and got with us and he vibed flew just to come out there and do a song with me and just get into the vibes that's crazy man yeah you much, know much you, love to my yeah. dress man this i know you've answered this question 70 fucking million times man but how did you end up in the guinness book of world records man because of Fade. Remember I told you. Fade, Fade Dunaway. Yeah. Fade worked at, at, at uh, the label. It was either Fade or M's. I don't want to say, you know, who, because they might argue, man, man, M's might be like, it was me, man. But Fade or M's from Lyle came to me and said that it was a record in the Guinness Book for the fastest rapper held by Daddy Freddy at the time. Daddy Freddy. Was, was he from like a... Reggae artist. Reggae artist, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was like 520-something syllables or whatever. A minute, so, right? Yeah, in a minute. 
So I practiced it a little bit and shit. And so you aimed for, to beat that shit. Yeah. You yeah. trained for that shit. Yeah. Like I practiced. I, I, I got to like 600, but I knew I could go more because I thought somebody would actually break it. Right. So I said, I'm going to stop at 600. 600, so, 600 syllables. syllables per minute? In a minute. Yeah. So N- N- nigga, how does, that, how, how does that sound like? Just like some fashion. Step in the record with them. Step in the record with them. Breaking them up in the floor. Breaking them up in the floor. Like, how the fuck do you count that shit? <laughs> they slowed it down. They had a speech therapist slow it, slow it down to actually count every syllable. And the shit came out to 598. How are you counting that <laughs> oh. shit? How are you counting that, though? Um, do you have like a stop inch? clock? You know what I'm saying? And then start rapping. And then when they get to a minute, see where I'm at. So would you slow the shit down, too, and count it? No, I, I didn't know how they were going to. Right. Counted or so you just it. shot your shot. I just shot my shot in a minute, and, and you made five hundred and what? Five ninety eight. Five ninety eight. Yeah, that's amazing, man. So the, the record is up there now. One, you know, the shorties got it now. Like it's probably like six. It's at the max. I knew you it's really, s- you really couldn't get past six eighty right. somewhere in that range. Right, right, right. Six hundred and eight, like close to seven hundred. Right. That's when it started turning into some other shit, like scientifically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that I probably, this probably could sound get like up. bees. It just sound yeah. like, yeah. I, I knew I could get up to about 650, 660 or something like that. You know, but I, I stopped at 600 and I thought somebody was going to come back and nobody came back For, after uh, nine uh, years, 10 years. I'm like, when did they break the record? It was like maybe, it was over 10 years later, yeah. well over 10 years yeah. later. Yeah. How'd you feel when they broke the record, man? I didn't care about it. Yeah, at that, that, that point, it was yeah, like, I was I was doing my thing. Right. Shit, slow jams probably was out by then. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, but but it was a gift and a curse, right? Because it got you worldwide recognition. Mm-hmm. That's when I. That's when you first came across my radar. You know, okay. you got worldwide rec- recognition. Yeah. Well, what were some of the opportunities that came to you because of that? Did that? Did you start traveling? Man, that- news channels and stations that I normally wouldn't be on, like right. that that other thing. You know, that other thing that if you're a singing group or something or the temptations of this group and you want to go to the fucking Copa or the next level you know what I'm saying I was doing next level shit just because I broke the record right so doing that I was able to be in different, tell them about different. Whatever, you know everything else I'm doing besides just this rap so and then it also gave me like education like how to get out there for when I really did start to get on and promote music. so like media training and shit yeah, in a sense yeah like media training but did it open yeah. up like shows or opportunities like money opportunities for you as well well as far as like me being on, a, like I said, me being signed on Loud Records and having that opportunity to promote myself and my music on different platforms that I wouldn't have been right. able to do so had I not broke the record. Right. So I was just getting on different shit, you know. But also that was a, it was a curse too because I couldn't make no slow song. Motherfuckers want to put you in that box. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the worst one. But I remember being super depressed. Boy, I would make a slow song, boy. Man, we don't want to hear that shit. Wait, who's we telling you this? A, just th- that was the normal vibe. You know, like it, it might be one person on the street or it might be a writer. It might be the crowd if I'm trying to do something slow. Nah, man, you, know, you like, rapping too slow. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, they want to see you do what the fuck you do. Right. So when I was trying to switch it up and do a little bit of something else, no, nah, they wasn't having it. How did you overcome that? Just I started to know what I was and I embraced it. I'm right. like, why am I trying to get away from something that's the shit right you know like and i started to realize like don't let the hate make you not like yourself or right. what you do you right. know just stay true to yourself and let them gravitate towards you you know and that's what started to happen everybody just started to gravitate towards it and, and, and bite it and you know like 
you know, that was the way to keep yourself hot. I could kick off so many motherfucking beefs as as <laughs> as people come out and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that just wasn't my vibe. I knew that we had pioneered the sound, and I'd just be proud when I hear certain shit come out. Like instead of me hating, saying that came from me, my mind state is like. I'm going to end up rapping with that person. They're going to keep me in the game. Right. Exactly. You know, I'd be like, yeah, y'all keep me in the game. Everybody that like that style, if you give me any type of props and shit, I'll let your boy keep the OG in the game. You <laughs> dig? Yo, what, what do you get? <laughs> what do you get when you win a fucking Guinness Book of World? What do you get? A book? A golden book? Like, what the fuck do you get? Yeah. I, shit, I fucking forgot. You know, but some, 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 like they a send certificate. You like a, a certificate. Yeah, yeah, like a certificate and shit. You know? Where is that? You still, I hope you still got that. I don't know. I my think Nick, I gave Nick, it to my mother. Okay. Yeah. I hope she got it framed. Yeah, I think so. Yo, please, dude. Like, that's a once in a lifetime thing, my dude. Yeah, I probably gotta get. <laughs> I gotta get a new one for myself. You get a new one, man. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, your second album, from what I understand, it was released only in Chicago. Which one? Resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah, that was the one we went independent. You know. We, okay, so you went independent. Was one of the first independent type of joint. So it wasn't on Atlantic. No. Okay. No. And you decided to send, to to sell it within the within the within the state. Yeah, this was the next album that I dropped after the record after uh, that I dropped on Loud Records. Right. So this was like fucking 92 or 3 or something like that, 94. Right. Yeah. Okay, cuz I, I thought it was like I thought you were signing Atlantic and for some reason they 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 sold it. This was later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Atlantic came after uh The Resurrection. Right. Atlantic came when I made Pope Pimp. Mm. That's what that's, that's a great record. Yeah. Thank you. Do or die. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's a great record, man. Yeah, that's my song right there. One of my favorite songs. That's a great record, man. Um, how did you feel though, man, about all these cats? You mentioned Tretch and Bone Thugs. Like, how do you feel? Like, here you are minding your fucking business, trying to make records. You know what I'm saying? Trying to put the city on the map. And these niggas is coming after you, man. And and, and dissing you. Like, well, I'm just I'm just trying to make a I'm just trying to make a living. Yeah. And it's Tretch. You was a fan of Tretch. Man, I first I ain't believe not. See, he didn't know nobody knew this. Like, you know, I'm in my shit, so right. I'm like a fan. Go to a, sh uh, a show, maybe this club called a China Club in Chicago, and the motherfucking uh, House of Pain came to the show. Okay. And I had already met Everlast before House of Pain. Right. Because he was driving up to, to, to talk to Steve Rifkin at, at Loud. I would see him in the office sometime and shit, and he would come up there and chill out. So I met him right before he got a House of Pain, and he remembered me. And so he said, man, let me holler at you for a minute. He said, you didn't hear it from me, but Tretch dished you on his album. Which one? I did, I couldn't believe it. Right. I was like, which album? Damn, man. I can't, I can't remember right, which right. album. The rap line was, I put a few blows in cargo so you could tongue twist your ass back to Chicago. Oh, my God. That was the rap line right, right, right there. Right. So I'm sick. This pissed me off. But, you know, later on we met, we got cool and all that shit. But had he not did that, you wouldn't have the twister today. Right. That, what, what, that was, what, what would that twist to be? I'm tell you what happened. Him doing that, it might have been a couple of more artists through a couple of jabs, but I was getting dissed. Right. The city that I was trying to be like wouldn't accept me to the fullest. You know what I mean? Like I remember, hey, you, we gonna give you four mics. For, then I got three mics. Then it was a bunch of little shit that kept happening. And one day, I'm I'm uh, I'm in Chicago. I'm rapping. I'm doing my thing, and I'm noticing that everybody else rapping. They, you know, they starting to get a little good and they, they, they got people vibing with them. So I'm, I'm starting to see wasn't it too much rap. So now I'm starting to see what rap looks like when Chicago artists are doing it 
and making regular Chicago people like it. Mm -hmm. I never had that image. Right. So now... Because you was like a pioneer. Yeah, but but I'm still... I'm rapping like a New York version of a rapper almost. Mm. So they're liking me for the fascination of being able to rap, but they liking the people around them for the shit they was talking about. Right. Mm. So it was a different vibe. Then Tretch dissed me, and then all these people dissing me. And I remember looking at my homies. Man, Fuck New York, fuck you know. Yes. You know, you know. No, yes, my nigga, fuck yes. Fuck New York, the East Coast. My problem is I keep rapping for them motherfuckers. I'm from Chicago, so from this day forth, I'm not rapping for no motherfucker outside of Chicago. I'm spitting my verses for the niggas that's on my block and on my mm. phone. That's dope. That's where adrenaline that's dope. came from. That's dope, man. That that's that that's what that mentality is that created the adrenaline rush version of Twister is me saying fuck everything else. I'm rapping straight for Chicago. That's dope, man. I appreciate, and I appreciate that because I think at the end of the day, that's what New York eventually really appreciated. It was like, don't copy us because we yeah. we got the best of what we do. But yeah. then when niggas oh, start it was doing, oh shit, New York loved me when I became myself. <laughs> that's hot, man. Then it was you know it, it was a whole different vibe. So. But what I love though, what I love is when you came back at Trench with that suicide record. Oh, you you purposely copied his flow right on that record because it sounded like it sounded like you was no fucking you know, with him. With his flow, nah. What it was was with, with with suicide. This was in my time frame of not wanting to be just defined with fast. Because mm -hmm. if had it not, I would have been dissing them with like a fast flow. But I wanted people to know that I could just rap. Right. So that's where suicide. That's really where the resurrection album. That's right. where that album came from. Is too many people had pigeonholed me. So I'm like, man, I want to switch it up a little bit. So that's when I was like. Some suckers like that. Then I heard I started hearing Nas and all these different shits. You know what I'm saying? I heard Nas. I was like, shit. I went in the crib. Some suckers are stabbing tackle. Others are grabbing shackle. Scream like a jackal from flows to crackle. Kids in my tabernacle. My Mac will be squeezing. I started writing that type of shit. You know, so I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's but, when suicide but, came. But, but, that's, but, the, but that goes to, you know, creating so much talent that you are at any given point able to pivot and switch to your other tools and other, your other weapons, yeah. man. yeah. You know, one of my favorite, um, one of the most legendary things that you did outside of hip hop or outside of rapping was that legendary um, double XL cover, The Greatest Day. Yeah. When y'all had over 200 rappers and people from the hip hop on that cover, man. Tell us about that, man. When, when, and how did so, you feel when, when double XL <laughs> called you to do that shit? It, man? it was the shit. Like, I was proud to be a part of that. Like, that was, for me, that was a, a defining hip hop moment. That was. A sense of satisfaction you know what i mean that was like ah you know but the funny motherfucking part about that day remember <laughs> i had made suicide yes so and you're in new york where was the shoot like, and right in, you know what i'm saying so that suicide shit i got serious some other guys from chicago had started dissing them so oh so, so yeah we had like a fucking meeting in chicago before naughty by nature moved around and shit like that shit was serious. Like, they, was they, like they, these niggas got a no-fly zone? Damn, damn, they're like, yeah, some some oh, no-fly zone type shit. Really? Much. Yeah, it, it got serious, you know, so. You was gangster like that, my dude? It was, you wasn't finna diss Twister and the whole, like, even now, like, you you ain't, you know, but I ain't that type of person. Of course. If you come at me a certain way, you got a whole city at your ass. That's dope. Like that. That's dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that was the vibe back then. But boy, the funniest shit in the world. We standing our little ass there in New York in the middle of all them rappers. 
Trash came walking through that motherfucker. We said, oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. He was y'all about to said, set it? Was y'all going to set it or what? No, I'm going to tell you what happened. Right. He walked up and he laughed. He said, see, niggas? He said, I was out there the first time. He said, see, now y'all in my motherfucking hood, man. We like him. We laughed with him. He said, see, it's all love, man. And we was like, okay, shit. We like, yeah, but he, he had us, man. He had us, church. Yo, that's, that's dope, man. That's yeah. dope, man. Yo, what's your relationship with Kanye, man? Because Kanye, you know, um, has definitely, you know, in terms of like this new wave. And, and we mm -hmm. could go into, you know, Chance and the whole nine. But like, what's your relationship with Kanye and how he represented the city, man? Man, he killed it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he killed it. You know, he bought a new sound. He put a lot of people on. Like, you know, he, he put uh, Chicago on the map in a new light. Yes. You know, you know so he, he did a lot of things. It's a lot of different ways you can explain it. But definitely he came in with that wave and killed it. Were you aware of him coming up in Chicago? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the guys that was coming up on the scene, we all seen each other. You know, I had been at his house and shit, listed to beats. Before. A word? Yeah. When he was, when he was yeah. a beat maker. Yeah, my guy Tumchi, who used to be in my rap crew, used to take me to his house sometimes. Right. Yeah. How was it working with him, man? Real cool, man. Real cool. Like, uh, I always respected him on that level. Like, once I started hearing a... Uh, fucking the truth that he did for Beanie and like yes. just from that point on Early like on. listening and then I heard his music back then so I got a chance to kind of have a vibe on it but once he started doing certain shit like I knew it was like the beginning stages of a cold motherfucker like a genius almost so I just wanted to be a part of that vibe and when we started working on slow jams and things like that I was looking at it through a certain eye and light and I wanted to do the best I could because I felt like this stuff was going to be something else. Yeah, you must have felt honored and proud. You know what I'm saying? Honored that Kanye, you know, has you yeah. on the song and proud that this is my, this 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 the next generation. It's my little guy right here. I'm not saying that that's your little guy, yeah, but that's but, how I was. Like, right. you coming up, like, I was, my whole thing was having that longevity and that respect to the point that certain artists would come out of Chicago and want to get me on their music. Right. You know, they felt some sense of whatever it was, you know, uh, Whatever the feeling it was, it was in a way where they felt like I gotta get twisted on my shit. You know? Yeah, that's why I got so much love for like Cap One. Mm, like Cap gotta, One, God yeah. damn! As soon as Cap got his deal, I'm gonna get twisted on some shit. I forgot about Cap you One. Know what I mean, I so, did his deal. We yeah, did. We used to. Yeah. We used to represent Cap One. That's yeah, crazy, yeah, man. That, yeah, he got. So you should remember. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, back then, I got on that joint with him. Him and Shauna. Yeah. yeah. Um. How's it working with Diddy, man? That was the shit. You know, like, how'd you get involved with it? It was scary. With, yeah. it was scary. That was actually, an amazing album. And that and I was just listening to the record because I you know hadn't listened mm -hmm. to that album and what is this the end is a fucking great record, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's my shit, man. I'll be listening to it every once in a while. Like, damn. I did you know, that? He, you he, ever look back, man, and be like, I did that? That shit, man, that's that dude, man. That dude know how to bring the fucking best out of everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did he like it's a it's some other type of crazy talent he got. Like, Tell us about that. It's man. like Mayweather. He reminds me of Mayweather. Okay. You'll get camouflaged by all of the lights and glitter and won't see the raw talent right there. Right. Like, you'll think it's some other shit. But man, that man got an amazing ear, you know, and, and the way he can construct and conduct things to come together. So when I went out there, it's like what fucked me up was he knew I smoked. And so, you know, I hadn't really had no flame no, no super next level. this he gave me some shit you know what I'm gave saying? you that some, gasolina i'm trying to think of what the fuck was it <laughs> some shit man he gave me some gas though man you know so he gave me that because that's what i like and you know i was smoking that and writing and 
his first words was make this shit a movie he was like i want to see a movie and he gave me his description of what a hit was he started describing to me how biggie would make songs right. what what hit what he would tell biggie when he would make songs and just you know gave me a a, a little insight of a hit and what to do and how to write this song and then he left out the room yeah and let me do my thing and now, accept it. now did you have the coach diddy on that record too because he's rhyming fast on that record yeah definitely like my you, rap style and right. writing it and everything and getting it together he wanted to really get in it and like man he snapped though like but how man. fresh because because diddy was not a natural rapper no but you know a lot of people weren't like an easy e and, right you know yes like people always say that i'd be like man wasn't like the first rap group, wasn't they shit wrote for them too? Yep. Like, Sugar Hill Gang. Yep. So rap started with people writing for Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh yeah, but definitely I give him credit for how skillful he was for getting the verses and being able to lay them. Because at that time I wasn't as skillful in dumbing down so to speak right my cadence or rhythm. and he wanted so you to rhyme slow could, right he was like nigga rhyme slow yeah he wanted me to come a little down some more but i don't know what he did but he got them shits together yeah yeah what did that what that together. what did that record do for you man man it was it, it it made people here know me like a lot of people even though i had did all of this music hadn't heard of me until is this the end so so that's you know that was a lot of that was a big thing for me that that record uh got me what i wanted like, right because I, I wanted to walk up and down the streets in new york and people be like oh they go to oh there you go right yeah. there like so after is this the end that's when that's when you happened. got the that's when you got the new york love yeah, man that's when it would happen man, man shout out yeah. to puff man what did slow jams do for you because that was a big record is that your Huge. biggest record yeah slow jams was the biggest one if you look at it in that that light right. slow jams was the biggest one you know yeah that came out that got me shit that got me on, on the whole tour with jay god damn it spirit yeah. is that your bitch right you right. know what i'm saying so yeah, that record was the shit. And he was actually the first person to see that that record was a hit. Jay. Nobody, yeah, Jay knew. He just heard them. He was like, yeah, that's the hit right there. Y'all need to come out with that together. Woo, woo, woo. He just said that shit at a rehearsal like it wasn't nothing. And that's what happened. He spoke, and so it became. Yeah, how, <laughs> how'd you get on that tour with Jay? This was, was this was the... um, uh, The, uh, which tour was it? It was that big tour. It's crazy. Like the one where they made like over a hundred million or some shit like that. Yeah, I forget the name of the tour, but um How'd you end up on that tour? Because man? of the be record I did with is the that Puff. Bitch. Right. Yeah. Oh wait, well tell tell us about how you did that record and why we never hear that version, man. Um And that's such a disrespectful record, B. Man, allegedly, well, well, let, let, let me, no, no, allegedly let me say this. The, let me say something. The Nas J. No, 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 no. It wasn't no. It was. It had nothing to do with Nas, and I don't want to get into it because I know I allegedly know the parties involved. But people, oh, right, people, right, people right, think right, Super right. Ugly is the most disrespectful record Jay ever nah, rapped on. That one is that your bitch? Is that your chick? Is the most the verse disrespectful Jay Z record? How did you how how did you get a, become a part of it? And how come how come that's not on a, on a general release? I think just on the business aspect of it, me right. being on Atlantic at the time. I think uh, certain elements within the business aspect had them only be able to release it on a certain right. version. Yeah. Of, you know, they only could release it a certain way. And then Bleak was on the, the right. main version. Right. You know? so, yeah, how'd you hear, how'd you feel when you heard Bleak on it as opposed to you, man? I mean, you know, Bleak is dope. Right. I even had him on my project. Yeah. But I was pissed off that my, my verse wasn't <laughs> yeah. on there. Of course. You know, I actually remember that beat before i actually rapped on that beat prior to that 
You know that's that beat sounds like story. it's tailored for you when you really think about yeah, it, though. So Timberland had did that beat, and uh, I had did a little demo thing to it before. But by the time once Jay got it, then I was like, "Oh shit, I got a snap!" You know, so I was I was turning it up on it. How how was your relationship with Jay and Dane back then? How was that, man? How was it being on that tour, man? It's at the height. It was cool, man. I was high as hell, man. I'm getting a chance to vibe with these guys. That's why I smoke backwoods today. Mm. Fucking with Freeway and, and Bleak with them damn backwoods. Mm. <laughs> you know, because I was smoking the Phillies. Right. You know? So they the ones that got me smoking backwoods to this day. And I, I just, I learned a lot. Right. You know, from, 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 the, from from everybody? or Like, for, like how would you learn from Dame? Who I think is one of the most brilliant minds, one of the most difficult people to work with, but one of the most brilliant minds that's ever been in this yeah, game. One, one uh, An aggressive mind state. You got different people. Some people work well with an aggressive coach. Right. Some people don't. Yeah. I'm one of the players that work well with an aggressive coach. Oh, that's dope. I, I yeah. don't. I don't. Like yeah, I, I, I know. Some yeah. people got a little too much alpha in them, and they just can't do that shit. Yeah. You know, but me, like, just the type of drive I like to bring out of myself, I like that 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 whip-cracking vibe. You know what I'm saying? Did, that, did, Dame ever, did he ever bark no. on you? No, no. Okay. Not, I didn't need that. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just the way he talked. It's right. Just, it got you. It gave you that mojo and that ego about yourself. Like when I did uh, Champions, mm -hmm. the reason my verse sounds the way it is on Champions is just strictly off looking at Dane walk through the studio talking shit oh, about that's that crazy. song. They, him and him and Beans were standing there talking about that fucking song, and he was just saying a few things, and that shit got into me, and I just got that 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 ego vibe on there, and it was my turn to bust, and I went in and did that shit. That's crazy. What'd you learn from Jay, man? Um. Man, that's the coolest person I know, man. Like, the coolest person to get the biggest effect. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember standing backstage, and he was performing during the tour. And Bleak was tripping off of how, he was like, look at him. Just fucking standing there, barely moving his hands. Look how he controlling the crowd <laughs> as if he out there doing, as if he bust or something, going crazy. And he just standing there, barely moving, and he just know how to finesse the crowd. You know, so it's just like... He just got so much control and, and so much awareness of himself and surroundings and what's what. It's like so. I think I, the one thing I learned from him is like he got that 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 Johnny Cochran never let him see you sweat vibe. Mm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, never. I, I like that. You never. Know, I like that. Yeah, never, man. What'd you think of the new album, the Jay Z album? Dope, dope. Like I remember not listening to it. Like I do this a lot. Watch people's reaction to a project and just just vibe off their reaction then i'll go listen to right. it and that's what i had did and i was wondering like a lot of people was talking about how dope it was so I was which like, we okay. hadn't heard in a long time yeah I, everybody's I know, been like, always shitting on what the fuck did he do that's yeah. making people think that it was so dope so when i heard it i was like oh shit you know like one of the most important things to me was one producer one no rapper. id you know what and I that's mean? why i asked you that too because it's chicago yeah one producer one rapper but, we know, haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. You know, the first thing I thought about was fucking Gangstar or right. some shit. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Primo so, and Guru, man. Yeah, yeah. It made yeah. me think like that. And then listening to the element of the music and knowing that Kanye and No ID is kind of from the same elements, you know, he actually gave, you know, no uh, Kanye will give No ID a lot of credit for right. helping him. Well, that's his mentor. Yeah. So right. to, like, to hear... The samples and shit that No ID put together and how he put those beats together was like, oh, no fucking wonder. It's like he got a masterpiece musical here and, and then he put his genius shit on there with the way he did it. Like it was real dope to me to see somebody 
block out almost whatever music was going on right. and take the music that they do and put it at the forefront. Like, here, this shit still is, you know, y'all can't touch this. You know what I mean? I don't care what kind of music is winning, what's trending, what's hot. It's like, this is classic. Jay is Jay, and this is what the fuck this I is do. Classic. Listen to these 10 pieces right here. Yeah. You know I just remember I mean? the first time listening to it, man. I was like, yo, happy for Jay, but I was actually more happy. For No ID, man, because you know, No ID yeah. is a legend in the game and he's from Chicago. Yeah, I'm saying, and I was Jay like, snapped on that mother. No, 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 I'm not it taking, could, I'm not taking anything not away from Jay. Been, I think No ID is, yeah, I'm like what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely think No ID is half of the reason right. to why that shit is what it is, if not more. You know so, what I mean? That, so, he went off on that motherfucker. So, how does it feel, man, in 2017? You remember coming out, man, when and you was like one of the lone wolves coming out yeah. of the shot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And niggas like, ah, oh, shot Chicago, whatever, whatever. And just having really, you know, you talking about, you know, trying to impress other states and fuck, fuck New York, right? Mm -hmm. How's it feel in 2017 with such a resurgence of like the, the quality of music from Chicago? Like we got no ID, a chance to rap, but like his, 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 his momentum right now mm -hmm. is crazy. How's it feel, man, looking at your city and being like, yo, we, we, like niggas can't talk shit about yeah. us forever anymore. Yeah, that's what I said. That's 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 those are the conversations in the car. You know, proud, uh, just like you know, me and my buddies. We saw the era from the beginning. Like I remember, the rappers in the city for their fucking life could not make a dope song mm -hmm. that sounded quality that with the, that they had the same quality all around as a something from the industry or somewhere right. else right i was like man when you hear chicago music it's just not on it you know and so i'm sitting here watching the growth and development of these guys get to that level so when i look at it now it's like wow it's a big wow factor and one of the things i used to say before technology got to where it is is like hey why, why chicago not on why chicago i mean like man everybody else is on the coast you know, shit, all the but, money but, coming in. But, but let me interrupt yeah. you for a second. Chicago, like, people forget, man, Chicago is the orig originator of so much black music. Yeah, but Like see, the blues, right. jazz, other genres, house music. Other genres. Right. But when you talk about rap music, you're talking about these po-black niggas that don't know how to get to the label. They don't right. have a means to get to the label. Yeah. So I used to say, on the East Coast, you know, you could take the train to the label. Yeah. We got to take a plane to the label. Exactly. That's on a whole nother level. So we in the middle of the map, and we can't get to all of these people, you know, down south or the East Coast or the West Coast, where all of the money is at and the record labels and everything. So we can't get to them. And it showed through technology. Then one day, these kids could push a button in their in room and let you see what they are. Yeah. And one day, Chief Keith pushed that motherfucking button. Yeah, man. And that was over. How's he doing, man? Because yeah. he's an OG to, to Chief Keith, man. Like a mentor yeah. to he Chief. He's cool. Like, he's good. Like he cool. That's, yeah, that's he dope, cool. man. I wouldn't say a mentor or nothing, right. but he definitely is, a, to me still, he is like one of the forefront guys that's uh, doing his thing as far as the sound. Like, I see a lot of sounds right now that are... Just like uh, 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 it derives from what Keith Chief was right. doing. Like once he did his thing, then people would try to deny it, but everybody bit off it, of it. Yeah, man. They took his style and he basically cloned everything. Like you remember one day Lil Wayne became like the hottest shit mm -hmm. and then everybody turned into Lil Wayne. Exactly. One day Chief Keith became the shit and everybody, everybody. turned into yeah. Chief Keith. Yeah. You know I, mean, what I mean, what I love about that movement, though, and we were mentioning this off air, is for some reason, man, I'm fascinated. Like, I don't really like 
female MCs. Like, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got to be so phenomenal. But something about the the women that rhyme from Chicago, like no name. Because they hard. And man. then Sasha, like, they I don't know hard. why I'm a fan of Sasha Go Hard because she hasn't done anything in, in in a minute. But like, I just love how they they look and they spit this because they be hard. You know, I think I think one thing we Katie do got bands and. One thing we respect as rappers is a hard bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, damn, why people don't remember Boss? Don't you remember Boss? Boss, yeah. Yeah, like one of the hardest bitches ever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that, you know, we respect the, the motherfuckers that can go, that, like a female MC that can and, go. And y'all, 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 y'all yeah, because, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have that many in New York. I mean, we got, I'm going to say, we've seen the resurgence of Remy Ma and, you know, Nikki, you know, but it's yeah, something See, spe- Remy Ma is like a Chicago motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> so can see, that, I can see that, man. You know what I mean? I can so, see that, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, I definitely respect the women MCs out of Chicago. And, and you know what, man, for some reason, like, I feel good mm-hmm. seeing Chicago Reclaim us, you know what I'm saying? I feel good, you know what I'm saying? I feel good, man, because I was was one of them assholes that was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it feels good, like, in a sense, being humbled, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, by like, like where y'all are right now, Uh you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm real proud, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, a couple questions, man. A couple last questions, we gotta wrap up, man. You know, you still live in Chicago, Chicago's crazy, right? And from the outside looking in, man, you've never left the city. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Um, it's one of them is just how I carry myself. Right. You know, some people, uh, I can, you got different intellects, you know, some people carry their, their, their self and their personality in a way where they, they have to have a gun or they have to have some guys. <sighs> I don't understand that shit. Know? And then some people, everybody got ways to finesse. Some people finesse pussy. Some people finesse money. Some people finesse people, you know, different levels. But I've always been a cool dude that just moves a certain way and just get respect from people. And I give respect. I treat people how I want to be treated and just don't really be in that type of vibe. Like I I can, I can go through Chicago and when people see me, it's Twister and they probably will have more. Like if I walk on somebody's block, you might have some dudes that'll walk on the block and get shot the fuck up as soon as you see them. Right, right. If I walk on somebody's block, they probably gonna want to roll up with me and take me in their house and smoke <laughs> and take pictures <laughs> and we kick it and they gonna protect me and shit. That's dope, man. You know that that must be so a great a feeling, man. Vibe, but know? but but with so much Chicago pride, man, how do you feel about just the shit with with us killing each other, man? It's the youngins, man. It's the, it's, it's the young ones. What, what is it, man? Know? What is it? Is it because what is it, man? Um, it's a lot of different reasons, but one of them is social media. You know, the kids, uh-huh. you know, they can sit in a house now and talk shit about each other and say things threatening enough to make them want to hurt each other. Right. You know what I mean? You used to couldn't do that. You have to come outside and hear it from the homie or right. what such and such said who about me? Or you used to have to after Friday, you might go through the weekend without the killings because you had to hear the person that talk shit at school. So at school, right. You, went, you know, so now it's like. So damn, social media is one of the I reasons. I think that's one of the biggest things, right. you know, I think. I never heard that, man. Yeah. It created egos, right. you know, like you got, we come from the era where if a person got a compliment, it was from school or the friend or the block or something. So imagine when you give a no talented person a platform and you get a bunch of people liking Loving, oh, you the shit, you and you telling and somebody this, dis, somebody you telling this bum ass, no talented person that they the shit, <laughs> and here you get, you start giving regular people who can't do shit <laughs> a sense of ego like they a star right. or talented person. You know what I'm saying? So you got a bunch of regular. It's people. like giving a coward a gun. Yeah, you get, you get, imagine everybody walking around feeling like they Tom Cruise or Kanye or right. you know what I'm saying? It, it's just chaos. Everybody think they the shit. But why know? Chicago specifically? 
that's because we hot right now. Yeah. The the city that even though it's true, Chicago statistically is worse than a lot of cities. I'm pretty sure if you look at the statistics of killings, you'll start seeing a like, damn, okay, Chicago might be a little higher, but damn, look at Baltimore. Damn, yeah. look at that. Mm-hmm. Damn, look at you know what I'm saying? Right. So you'll see it in a lot of places. And I think a lot of it is like, man, when where where that music follows, man, that that that, that energy, eye, that, that energy, energy yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. whoever be hot in the game, that's where it's at, you know, for some reason. And it's like Chicago is in that limelight, so everybody's looking at Chicago. I remember when Biggie was the hottest. You know, you couldn't tell. We from Chicago. We sweat out Brooklyn, the hardest motherfucking place in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So because he was hot. Of course. Same thing we felt about Compton when Snoop was hot. Yes. Same thing we felt about Texas when Scarface was hot. Mm. You know what I mean? That you had Chief Heath come out and he got everybody seeing Chicago rough than the mother. Yeah, I hate. I, I just hate man hearing this president talking about sending national guards and all that bullshit. Man, it's crazy. The city, man, that's crazy. Man. That's crazy. Like he de- tra- trying to declare war on all the black people in Chicago. Get the fuck out of here. It's man. like it's like I hate this fucking. You, dude. It's like say, I, and I hate to use mice as or something. I'm gonna use mice for a minute. Now, boom, you got some mice right here. Then you take away the food. Then you see that they all start killing each other and shit. So. What do you do? Do you you just you bring in gates and shit to hurt them to them. stop them from killing? You feed, feed them, yeah. right? You know what I mean. So we don't need national guard. We need money. Yeah, I mean, money. And we need we need yeah, we need we services, need man. Money services. Yeah. You know, man. We need uh just places in the hood. Resources for kids. Resources. Kids kids gotta want to do something, you know, man. man. When the YMCA's and yep. shit and off the street clubs and shit like that. Studio was, more studios and all of that, yeah, man. Yeah. Last question, sir. Uh, and you've been an amazing guest, man. Thank Your you. top five MCs. I can't. And, and, and I'll give you. No, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was that, funny. I'll give you five today, but that shit always. That's changed, okay. Man. That's all right. That's that's, that's 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 what we do. My shit changes all the time. Yeah. Because it changes. Because, you know, when you a fucking hip hop head, a rap head. And it's hard. It's hard yeah, when we've been in the be... game this long. Because, yeah. you know, one of the things I do hate asking a lot of us Mm-hmm. It's like who's your top five, and it don't go past ninety. You know what I'm saying? It's like what you mean it don't go past. 90? It's, it's KRS, is 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 uh, Kane, it's it's, it's Rakim. Rakim. You know what I'm saying? They, but they you they I ain't gonna lie though. They I know, mean they I mean a, a lot of them is in my list. Like, they they in the list, but the reason you him is because those are like the fucking elders. Yes, you know what I mean. Those so are the Michelangelo. Yeah, those like yeah, the Da Vinci's. So, yeah, so you could just start switching it up yeah. just to be doing it and making it fun. Okay, so stop deflecting, man. Who's your top five? <laughs> I don't, my top five is right, the elders. Right now. You know give, give, me, give me them right now. It, it's the elders, man. Give me <laughs> them right now, Twister. Rock him. Yes. Cool G Rap. Mm. Big Daddy Kane. I could just throw, I'm putting uh, LL in there. Yes. Fuck everybody. LL is in there. And shit, I don't know, KRS-One. Yes. You know what I mean? Twister, man, thank you for coming on the Combat Jack Show. Internets, Crook County, his 10th studio album is out in stores right now, man. This is a changing point in hip-hop, man, where a lot of you, you know what I'm saying? It's a generational, kind of like this generational war. And niggas from my era was like, we don't fuck with y'all. And y'all was like, we don't fuck. But listen, man, the game has changed, man. We be seeing, this is the first time in hip-hop history where we've been able to this is like we're maturing we've been in the game now 40 45 years so we're starting to see right now what we see in rock and roll Mm -hmm. you know so shout outs to a tribe called quest 
for showing that motherfuckers could be in the game 20, 30 years and still dropping phenomenal records. Shout oh, yeah. out to the Jay-Z's and the Raekwons and, of course, the Twisters, man. Yeah. Let's get, you know, like Jay-Z said, and I'm not on the hoes dick, but you know what I'm saying? Like he said, this family feud shit is silly, man, because the white boys support they shit till niggas is toothless in the wheelchair, and we got to do the same shit or we're going to be stuck. I'm saying so. Yeah. Yo, Twister, man, congratulations hey, on man, your man. Listen to David Banner too, man. Oh, Dave Banner. What is it? Godbox. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave's, Godbox. Dave's been here. Dave's is definitely a friend of the show. Yeah. Wow. Godbox give, is crazy. I feel like if you once you if, once you decide to give the the, the 444 props, you gotta give the Godbox props. Yes, sir. You yes, know, sir. Don't, don't even do one and not the other one because they both are enlightening. Twister, one thing I gotta say to you, man. Thank you. Man, thank, thank, no, thank you, man. Like, thank you for like being one of those cats that really opened up my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Beyond, you know, okay. the five boroughs and then, and then just the longevity. Man, and and I really you, appreciate man. you, man. And whenever you, and you in, in New York, I don't give a fuck if you're selling nothing or not. If you just want to come on the show, be a, a guest host the whole night, you're always welcome, my dude. Yeah, thank you, man. Yes, sir. There's some other shit, you know, for y'all to know. This ain't even, it's, it's a show because you made it a show, but what it is, is a decent-ass conversation with a cool-ass dude. I appreciate that, my man. That's what it is. That, I appreciate that's why this shit is popping. That's thank why you, Combat man. Jack shit is popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? King! Yeah. What's up, man? Yo, let's go to Windy City, man. We got to go to Chicago. Shout out to Hustle Simmons. We supposed to do something. Let's do something. If y'all come to the Windy City, y'all going to have <laughs> you a ball. No, we, you know what? We're going... Let's, what are we doing in September? Nothing what are we doing yet. in August? Uh, some things lurking. Let's go, I mean? let's go to Chicago. I'm yeah. putting this out in the universe. Let's go to Chi-Town. Chi-Tizzy. In, in, in September. Can mm. we make that happen? Let's do it. Twister, you're going to be out I'm in Chi-Town? Yo, come yeah, on, man. Let's, you know, working and stuff. But please. If we, if we, you know. Coordinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. coordinate a Definitely. little bit. Yeah. Thank Sonny you, sir. I'm going to make sure. This is y'all going to. Sonny, you got us, man? Sonny going to have y'all the two with all the artists. Whatever Hustle. artist you name. Oh, okay, so you one of the young cats. Yeah, whatever artist you name in the city, Sonny going to put you in tune. No, definitely appreciate Thanks. that, man. Internets, you know what this is. I haven't done this in a long time, but here we go. Yeah, a minute. Dream those dreams. And then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blow! Fuck with that mogul. Combat Jack show live coming to you soon. We out. Internets. Once again, thanks again to HBO's Insecure for supporting this week's episode of the Combat Jack show. Creator and star Issa Rae is back with a brand new season of her deeply relatable series, Insecure. Set in Englewood, season two of Insecure finds Issa dealing with the fallout of her infidelity and resulting breakup with her longtime boyfriend, Lawrence. Let's go, Lawrence. Despite her attempts to maintain the positive facade, Issa secretly hopes she can win him back. Meanwhile, Lawrence begins to move forward without her because life is tough. This summer, Insecure is not holding back and life is hella out there. Watch the season two premiere of Insecure on July 23rd at 10.30 p.m. on HBO. Team Lawrence, let's go!